if you're not important enough to have your new employer's attorneys read your current non-compete, don't worry about it. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. This is Edith from Cambridge, Massachusetts. I need some help with a non-compete I signed in my current job. It says that I need to notify them in writing if I'm looking for a position within the same industry. I've been interviewing and I got a verbal offer from another company. Yay! The new company is not a direct competitor, but it is in the same industry. Do I tell my current employer now or wait until I have an official offer in writing? Thanks. Vanessa's laughing. Um, <laughs> okay. None Edith. of the above. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the answer is just no, actually. Um, can we make that the episode? Like end scene, that roll seems credits? fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Cue the music. <laughs> so first and foremost, before we dig into this, not lawyers, not, not even remotely close. Didn't go to law school. Don't care to go to law school. Not an attorney. Okay. So this is not legal advice. That being said, there are two things going on here. One of them is what you may or may not have to tell your company when you're interviewing. And the other is about the clauses in your contract, which will dictate things that you have to tell your company. Right, 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 right. right. Or behavior you should not do, <laughs> period. This is a very clarifying for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that first point about what you do or do not have to tell your current company if you're interviewing somewhere else, you don't have to tell your company if you're interviewing. No. You don't have to tell your company if you've got an offer. You don't even have to tell them that you're quitting. You could just keep both jobs for all I care. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? has been done by people. It has been done. It's a thing. Um, you don't owe them anything. Yeah, I, like period. That's all. And I think no matter what you sign that says, yes, I'm going to tell people when I'm interviewing to leave the company. It's ridiculous. Why would you do that? That should have been a red flag when you got hired because they're making you sign some bullshit like that. Ugh. Yeah, the answer is no. Okay. So, so moving on from that, moving though. Moving on from that. Back to non-competes. <laughs> like non-competes are kind of bullshit. <laughs> um. The bullshit is in the, like, how do we define compete, right? So you're telling me, Edith, you have a verbal offer from somebody in the same industry as your current company. That's cute, but that doesn't necessarily make you a competitor. So a, so a competitor has to be in the same industry, right? But they also must be carrying identical products, identical services, going after the same type of customer, and have a similar business model. All of those must be true for you to be a direct competitor, and for you to take an offer from them might run afoul of your non-compete if all of those boxes are checked. Ah. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very difficult. This is, this is why the bullshit is in how we define competitor. Ah, Edith. Because, Edith, I hope you're having the same aha moment that I am <laughs> I right now. I see Holland's face. Like her, it's like the Home Alone face. Oh. Like, ah. <laughs> that is so specific. Yes, it's very specific for that reason. Because like, I mean, in my life, I used to work in beauty. Because I left the, a, a single beauty company, an otherwise multi-trillion dollar industry, you think I can't work in any beauty company ever? No. Hard pass. Okay. There are people who leave companies like L'Oreal and go found companies who like, quote unquote, compete with a single brand in the L'Oreal portfolio just so that L'Oreal will buy them and absorb them into fill a hole in their portfolio. And they're taking all the knowledge that they learned at L'Oreal to go launch this brand right. so that they can sell it back to L'Oreal. 
Mm-hmm. Like if L'Oreal, <laughs> if, if L'Oreal sued everyone. every single little <laughs> mascara maker, yeah. whoever had a following on Instagram, they would never be able to grow to, as big as they are. They would never right. be able to buy Drunk Elephant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. right. Like they would never be able to buy the products, the the brands they've been able to acquire and like expand their portfolio and their reach because everybody be out of business and they have a legal team big enough to sue everybody. Right, <laughs> right. right. Like, it does not behoove L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. How do you say that word? God, I don't. I'm not French. Okay, it does not behoove. As much as we all like to be, um, it does not behoove L'Oreal to go after these little tiny guys. No, because they're not direct competitors in all right. of these ways that you outlined. Because they're not going with the same type of customer, or they or they cannot do it on the scale. So like, this this is why everyone who knows anything about non competes just kind of shrugs their shoulders and be like, me, is it though? There is a moment in the world in which like you should probably take a non-compete seriously. And that's like if you are at a position in the company that's high enough that you understand the whole playbook and you're trying to go to a company that is a direct competitor. As we've defined. Right. And use that playbook for their benefit. Because that playbook is actually technically the intellectual property of the company that you developed it for. If you are the CMO of L'Oreal and you go to be the CMO of Estee Lauder, that is a direct competitor. These mm-hmm. are two major pillars of the beauty industry. And you're taking a lot of interior knowledge of how L'Oreal works and taking it to the same position straight across to a direct competitor. Mm-hmm. They have similar portfolios. They're in similar industries. They're going after similar customers. They have identical product portfolios. Like they offer the same customer services. They're, they're sold in same places. So if you're going to try to take that exact play and run it at a different company, that's stealing intellectual property. That's running a file of a non-compete. Like that, that's a problem. But 99%, I'd be so bold as to say 99.9% of employees at any given company don't have that playbook. You're talking C-suites, senior VPs only, right? And like, and, and this is how you end up with like, <laughs> this is how you end up with like people who worked at Google. Okay. First of all, who's competing with Google? Literally no one. But you have people that worked at Google in certain departments leave Google do a little small thing on the side and then get bought by Google. Mm, Right. right. Cause they like can take their intellect outside the red tape of a massive corporation, develop it, run with it as fast as they can. And then suddenly Google's like, Oh, actually I want that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll buy it. This happens in beauty all the time. Former L'Oreal people will like go develop a specific mascara line and then they'll, they'll like grow a brand and grow people around it, whatever, whatever. And then they'll sell it back to L'Oreal. I can list brands that you know that have done this, right? Like, and it's for, it's it's public knowledge, right? Sure. Which is how I know it. But none of those people ran a, ran afoul of their non-compete because they don't actually own the entire playbook. They don't own enough of the organization or the intellectual property or whatever to to do something like that. Like, not until you switching that position is going to change their stock price. Do you know what I mean? Like, those are the type. Like, like if if like. I don't know if Warren Buffett suddenly decided to become the CEO of Microsoft. Like if Elon Musk suddenly decided to like take a job as GM of GM, like that would be a non-compete situation, right? Like, (laughs) okay. Like when the billionaire boys are swapping that around, like that's, that's what we're talking about. So what you're telling me is most people (laughs) in corporate America don't need to worry about this. No, absolutely not. Like not until the company you're going to asks you if they can review your current non-compete. Should you worry about it? Like if they're concerned, then you get to be concerned. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to get sued. So they're trying to find a loophole. Like that's, that's when you should be worried about it. <laughs> if you're not important enough to have your new employer's attorneys read your current non-compete, don't worry about it. You know, that must feel really good, uh, Edith. Yeah. 
Just so nice. Not a crisis. Yeah. (laughs) Now, because I'm a little bit in professor mode, let's talk about a couple other things in your contract that you might actually need to pay attention to. (laughs) Perfect. We'll do that after the break. If you want bite-sized information on how to get more out of your daily corporate grind, follow us on Instagram at AskYourWorkWay. So now that we're back from the break, there are two clauses that you should actually pay attention to in your contract, non-disclosure and non-solicitation. So let's break those two things down. Non-disclosure has to do with information. Like you are agreeing to not disclose information. You're going to run across what's called sensitive information. Mm. And that's any information in the building about who, who and how we do business. Right. And, and like, you're only going to know a piece of it, but that piece could change something. It's not going to be catastrophic. It's not going to affect the stock prices. It's not, you know what I mean? So it's, it's not going to be a non-compete necessarily, but it's going to be a non-disclosure. I feel like that could be anything. <laughs> yeah. And just because you talk about it in the office all the time doesn't mean the general world knows about right. it. Like it feels second nature or obvious to you because you can talk about it in passing on the way to the bathroom, but that doesn't mean everyone else knows. Yeah. Like taking this beauty example, like if you thought about it for like two seconds, you'd look around the store at Sephora and realize that, okay, they're mostly the same products in different colored packaging. Yeah. Right. But if you're working in beauty and I suddenly tell you who actually manufactures each one of those, that becomes me running afoul of a non-disclosure agreement. That, that becomes a problem. And if I am, let's say, let's telling CNN, okay, that becomes a bigger problem because now I have an audience. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> like they're going to find out. Like if I walk into Sephora and tell you, Holland, right. who makes your favorite mascara, it's probably not going anywhere. Right? Oh no, because I'm not on the internet, Vanessa. Yes, exactly. I mean, <laughs> once we become famous, somebody's going to come back to this episode and be like, what the fuck, ladies? And we're like, oh, sorry. But you know, like, right. Right. Okay, perfect. So that's the not, that's what non-disclosure means. Mm-hmm. And it applies to literally everyone, everyone, including the janitor okay. at the company. Okay, 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 got it. And then the other thing you mentioned was non-solicitation. Yeah, non-solicitation means that you are not soliciting people away from their business with your current employer. So like if you're going to leave a company and it's, you know, you haven't transgressed the non-compete because it's not a competitor, it's maybe a different industry, it's a different type of business within the industry, fine. But if you're going to take people with you, like, hey, I'm a VP and I want to take my director, my senior manager and my social media girl with me, like that becomes a problem to the company because now they're out a whole business unit. The intellectual property of how that business unit runs together is now going wholesale over to their, not competitor, but they're going somewhere else. Totally. So they're going to lose money. And that's a problem. It also has to do with vendors. Like most vendors will have like a non-conflict of interest clause in their, in their contracts. So like if you, if you're in a position where, okay, because I worked at a beauty company and I understand who makes that mascara that you love so much and I want to start a mascara company, right? That's just mascara using that vendor, probably not a problem because I'm, I'm not a big enough company to pull business away from the company I just left. However, Let's say that I'm taking this mascara vendor to a direct competitor and that mascara manufacturer has a, a, you know, no competitive interest clause in their contracts. That means if I took them with me to this new employer, they could not work with my former employer. Mm. That becomes me running afoul of a non-solicitation because I've put that vendor in a position where they have to choose. Right. And if they come with me. Then and you're to blame. You're exactly. the non-solicitor. Because you're the solicitor. <laughs> exactly. Because my former employer has to now find a new vendor, which is going to cost them money. Totally. So basically, 
bottom line is if you're doing anything that's going to cost your former employer a shit ton of money, they're probably going to come after you for compensation for that. Who should be aware of non-solicitation clauses? That's a good question. Anyone who's been a leader of a team, an internal team, should be aware of non-solicitation because it's very easy to like, you know, have an I jump, you jump, Jack moment, right? Like, hey, this is a toxic place. I'm getting out. You should come with me. That's a very natural conversation to have. So be aware of your language when you leave. Even if people naturally, like naturally leave after you, you need to make sure you have a clean breaking communication. You don't really talk to them very often. And like maybe six or 10 months or a year after like everyone's left, then you can kind of be friends on Facebook again, right? Um, the other, the other type of person to worry about when it comes to non-solicitation is any, if you've dealt with any vendors, if yeah. you're in any kind of purchasing role, if you're in any kind of negotiation deal, if you have purchasing power or signing power on anything, be very careful about like when you pick up at your new place, the relationships you start, you might not want to reach out to that specific person you talk to, but go in to that vendor's general information account and be like, Hey, I'm Vanessa with so-and-so and I'm looking to start this and this and then right. see who they assign you to. Fresh start. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of information, Edith. <laughs> I think I think it was, but like, I'm like, I'm checking myself for how I feel about this and I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no big deal. Like I got it. Like non-competes, probably not a concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Non-disclosure. I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> Non-solicitation. I know when to worry. Yeah, exactly. Good. Okay, cool. Edith, I think you're going to do great. Yeah. I think- you don't, Oh, your company, anything. Yeah, just get the fuck out and go. <laughs> but you should not quit your job until you get a signed offer in the next one. That's, that is what I will say. Ink dry, baby. <laughs> Ink dry. Ink dry, check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good, 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 good. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Like if Elon Musk suddenly decided to like take a job as GM of GM, like, God, like that's the kind of shit we're dealing with. But like <laughs> Bezos is not going to take over SpaceX. Like, wait, hang on. Bezos is not going to take over Blue Origin. Who owns what? God damn it. The little... Oh, no. Musk is SpaceX. Okay, great. Yeah. You Bezos right is time. never going to take over SpaceX. That would be a non-compete situation, right? <laughs> like, okay. Like, when the billionaire boys are swapping that around, like.